It's 12 after 9. Good morning, folks. Welcome to the party line on the air on this 24th day of January, 2023. It's a Tuesday. And we're showing 30 degrees outside our studios here on Columbus Road. They say it'll climb up to uh, 43 today, 52 tomorrow. Then back down to 39 on Thursday, and back and forth, and back and forth, and it's that time of year, isn't it? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> I uh, I was a little shocked this morning on my drive in. I was actually they were ant they were putting the anti uh, anti icing agent down on the highways, and um, I was wondering why. But I checked the forecast, and I guessed over overnight there is a possibility of some snow showers. And they're just kind of, I guess, getting ahead of that in case that does happen. But, uh, yeah, this is one of those crazy times of year, Dave. You, you really don't know what to expect here in southeastern Ohio. You could wake up to 65 and sunshine, and then uh, later that afternoon you could have three inches of snow on the ground. And, uh, frankly, uh, that is a possibility <laughs> uh, in the next 24 hours. Um, they've got to... If you look at the national map, and I don't have access to it right here, but in any case, um, there is some weather that's uh, coming up through Texas and even from Florida and all headed, you know, northeast. Hmm. And uh, so we'll just have to see what happens. And But you can always count on the radio, right? Absolutely. We'll be here and we'll be... Um, trying to help you folks get through whatever we're dealing with at the time. But right now, it's uh, rather nice outside, uh, just chilly, and uh, the sun is shining, and um, it's a Tuesday. So there. Well, let's see here. Overnight, we've had another uh, tragic incident. Um, Let's see here. Where are my notes about that? Um, anyway, what? Is yeah, Mon- Monterey Park. Yeah. It's no, that's the that's the one that happened a day or two ago. This is another one, and um, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not organized like normal. So we'll we'll find it as we go through here. Well, uh, what I'm reading here, Dave, is it was uh, a mass shooting in Half Moon Bay, California. Yeah, yeah. Right. that's just, um, as I recall, just above San Francisco. Yeah. But uh, um, in any case, um, in what's the outcome of that one? Well, uh, see, uh, the shootings unfolded at agricultural businesses on the outskirts of Half Moon Bay, a uh, coastal city of roughly 11,000 and 30 miles south of San Francisco. South, okay. Yeah, San Mateo Ca- uh, County Sheriff Christina Corpus told reporters, uh, 
was a 67-year-old uh, Chunul Zake uh, arrested within hours of the first shooting, uh, believed to have been a worker at least one of the locations targeted, and he acted alone, and that's uh, what they knew at that time whenever uh, that release w- was put out. This agricultural complex that he worked at is basically like a, a whole series of greenhouses. And um, then, uh, as you were about to say, later they found him dead. He had taken his own life. Yeah, that's uh, a, a, a pretty sad thing. I don't know if maybe he had some problems with someone he worked with or with the organization that he worked for, but uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, another victim of, you know, uh, problems that... Uh, unfortunately weren't uh, able to be diagnosed or caught ahead of time well good morning folks um good morning and uh, rodney's here to help us out today also known as um oh porterhouse that's that's it porterhouse <laughs> I, I still i know i asked you this before on the air but are you just so massively in um, a steak lover that well i i like food in general so yeah i mean it's (laughs) kind of fitting i mean looking at me you would never know that i like to eat like i like to eat but you're not uh, overweight in any fashion uh, i used to be at one time really (laughs) yeah i learned i learned portion controls (laughs) i see well anyway porterhouse or rodney Good morning, folks. Welcome. Um, let's see. Let's, let's uh, do our normal uh, historical events. In the year 41, wow, Claudius succeeds his nephew Caligula as Roman emperor after the latter's assassination by officers of the Praetorian Guard. 41, Claudius. Well, it says here uh, he actually was uh, the last adult male of his family. It's one of the reasons that I believe that he was uh, lofted to that uh, position. Uh, leading into that, uh, uh, he, uh, you know, he had a lot of uh, uh, problems. It looks like uh, health-wise, he had a limp, and he was slightly uh, deaf. And uh, Anyway, his family, uh, when Tiberius was ruling, his family actually targeted, uh, was targeted by Tiberius, and they didn't see he, he or his nephew as a threat, so uh, he didn't take care of, he didn't kill him, so to speak, I guess you could say, take him out. So eventually Caligula ended up, uh, as you said, as a ruler, and um, then voila, uh, there, there is Claudius. Well, um, in today's report, we now jump 1,800 years forward. From the year 41 to 1848, James Marshall finds gold in Souter's Mill, which is in Coloma, California. Now, is that kind of the... Look up gold rush yeah um i know a little bit about this jay sutter's mill i I did look up uh mr marshall there uh james marshall was actually uh he was uh, an east coaster he he moved uh, west after his father died and was living in like uh, indiana and iowa and and you know out in that that area then he contracted malaria Hmm. 
and his doctor urged him to go west, so he went further west, and that's where he ended up at uh, Jay Sutter's Mill, and he was a carpenter, and he was doing very well. He bought land, and uh, he had cattle, and anyway, he was away, and when he came back, his uh, cattle had all been stolen, and uh, so he sold his land, and he started back in the carpentry, and he went to uh, Jay Sutter, and, and they struck a deal to for him to build something for him there uh, and, and when he did that day which would be this day in 1848 uh, he discovered gold gold in the water flow through the mills trail trade uh, tail trace um, he immediately advised Sutter who swore his employees to secre- secrecy but the news was just too big yeah. and in no time it leaked out and thus therefore the gold rush or what was it 1849 I think yes yes Took about a year for everybody to get the word, but <laughs> everybody headed west. <laughs> Eleven thousand miners, they said, invaded uh, that particular area in in the following year. So gold, you know, we hear so much about it over our lifetimes. The uh, what's an ounce of gold today worth? Uh, you know, um, an ounce. Think of that. That's a tiny amount. But, um, uh, you know, an ounce of gold, uh, what's the value today? Well, let's see. Mark. Pulling up the chart, charts right now. Today, it's actually uh, down $2.62. Uh, about 100 and let's see, it's up $129. What is the actual trading price? Whoa, that's not right. If this is right, and I don't think it is, but it says $1,928. So almost, if that's correct. Yeah, that seems a little high. Two, like $2,000 an ounce. I don't think that's correct. That can't be correct. Hmm. I have to be misreading that. Well, not... But anyway, um, golly. And uh, there's there's some TV show that once in a while I flip across, and it says uh, it, it's guys that are mining gold, right? It, but they're doing it out of the ocean and things. Huh. And um, I don't huh? know. $1,931.65, everything that I'm looking at right now. So gold prices are definitely up right now. Wow. So um, I'm just going to round it off. $2,000 an ounce. Holy cow. Well, the gold rush. How many people participated in that? Uh, it says 80,000 flooded the area. I said 11,000. I thought I read 11,000 once, but that's actually, it says, as the word quickly spread, some 80,000 miners flooded the area, extending up and down the length of, Sac- of the Sacramento Valley and overrunning Sutter's Domain. Ironically, neither Sutter nor Marshall ever profited from the discovery that should have made them independently wealthy. Isn't that wild? Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, let's move on. In 1857, the University of Calcutta founded as the first full-fledged university in South Asia. All right. In 1899... Rubber heel for boots or shoes was patented by American Humphrey O'Sullivan. 
or uh, the rubber, the rubber uh, soles for our shoes, right? Yeah, uh, it was invented. Uh, so the story goes by Humphrey O'Sullivan, as you said. He was a, a pressman in Lowell, Massachusetts, and uh, he nailed pieces of rubber floor mat to his shoes to ease the leg fatigue caused by long hours of standing in front of his printing press. Then in 1899, O'Sullivan patented the rubber heel, and it became the start of the O'Sullivan Rubber Company, which I believe is still in operation today. Mm. Uh, they manufacture, they sold the uh, the the heel portion to like uh, a Taiwanese company, uh, some Asian companies, but uh, they still manufacture things like automobile parts and things. Uh, as they expanded into plastics once, uh, obviously, that became a revolutionary part of manufacturing. 1908, Lieutenant General Robert Baden-Powell publishes Scouting for Boys as a manual for self-instruction in outdoor skills and self-improvement. And guess what? The book becomes, of course, the inspiration for the Scout Movement. That was 1908. 1984, we were alive. Yes. Ni- 1984, Apple Computer um, unveils its revolutionary Macintosh personal computer. Now, here, here, Dave, let me ask you this. Do you recall the commercial that played during the Super Bowl? No, sir. Well, I'll just ch- kind of put you put you in mind here. Okay, so the commercial was, it seemed like a, a world of people were like, you know, all the same, everybody doing the same thing. And, you know, it almost seemed kind of Hitlerish in a way, you know, everybody doing their, their thing and they're all in this big meeting and they're being told all these things. And then everything's kind of like on a gray scale, black and white and dark. And then all of a sudden, a female runner comes out, and she's in running clothes that are brightly colored, and she's carrying a hammer, and she runs into this crowded auditorium, and she throws a sledgehammer into uh, a big screen, and when she does, it shatters, and it blows, and it says, you know, it says that, you know, uh, 1984 is going to change everything forever, and, you know, when you look back on that, you know, then it didn't seem like a whole lot. But when you go back and you watch that commercial, it's almost bone chilling to know that what that one commercial, the statement that it made and where computers have come to this day and, and how much of a part of our life they are now, as opposed to that 128K Macintosh that was introduced on this uh, day in uh, 1984. I had one. Did you? And um, on that, back in those days, I was living on Patton Street here in Athens. And um, we had a dining room, which had just sort of a, a little space behind the door that was uh, not uh, very usable. Mm-hmm. The door going into the kitchen area. And um, I had a little folding work table mm-hmm. and the Macintosh on top of it <laughs> and man did I in a matter of days maybe uh-huh um, that became my workspace because it was so remarkable 
what you could do even with this 128k as you put it mm-hmm Macintosh. <laughs> and I still have it. Yeah, and what's funny it's, is it's in storage, mind you. It's not in it, use. It it could be it could be worth some money, I'm sure, yeah. to historians. But you know the funny thing about it is um the phones that we have, even the cheapest and, and simplest of smartphones that we have are probably 20 times the oh. computer that that was in its introduction. And Dave, do you recall what you purchased that particular unit for by any chance? Um, I, 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 I can take a guess. I can't remember the accuracy. I'd say 400. From what I understand, what I read here, and you're probably going to fall out of your, your, your chair, uh, the system retailed for $2,200, okay. which is equivalent in, say, 2021 to about $6,500 for a computer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember, but uh, I can I can drive to Westerville to the store where I bought it. <laughs> I don't know if it still exists, but I know where... Um, where it was. Where it was. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Well... 1984, the Apple Macintosh. Let's do some birthdays. Um, Gustav the Third. Um, what? 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 what uh, who was that? Uh, he. He was. Uh, let's see. Gustav III was king of Sweden from 1771 until his assassination in 1792. Um, Gustav was a vocal opponent, it says, of what he saw as the abuse of political privileges seized by the nobility since the uh, death of King Charles uh, VII. Uh, seizing power from the government in a government coup called the Swedish Revolution in 1772 that ended the Age of Liberty, he initiated a campaign to restore a measure of royal autocracy, uh, which uh, completed, which was uh, completed by the Union and Secretary Act of 1789. It swept away most of the powers exercised by the uh, Swedish Parliament during the Age of Liberty, basically. It took a lot of the nobles' um, power away, I guess you could say. His life, only 56 years. He um, was born in 1746 and, as you mentioned, assassinated in 1792. Maria Tallchief. T-A-L-L-C-H-I-E-F. Um, she was born in 1925. She died um, back in 2013, but born on this date in 1925. Yeah, she was an American ballerina, considered America's first major prima ballerina. Uh, she was the first Native American as well from the Osage Nation to hold the rank and is said to have uh, revolutionized ballet. Well, I'm sorry. When I think of ballerinas, I generally think of them being rather tall and, you know, very... um, How would you describe that? Um, Slender? Slender, yeah. 
Um, well, her name kind of fits the bill. That's what I was getting at. <laughs> Tall Chief. And, uh, and yet we find out it has some um, affiliation with being a Native American. Na- Native, what am I trying to say here? Native American Indian. There mm-hmm. we go. Mm-hmm. Maria Tall Chief. All right. <clears throat> Two more here. Hadrian, one word, H-A-D-R-I-A-N, born in the year 76 A.D., died in in 138, so 40, maybe 50 years, I don't know. Anyway, um, Hadrian. Yeah, Hadrian. This is an. He has an interesting story. He um, was uh, a Roman emperor, and the way Hadrian was placed as as emperor was there was another emperor that preceded him, and uh, uh, so anyway, uh, what happened was when the emperor died. Uh, I'm trying to find his name here. Trajan. That was his name. Trajan. When Trajan passed away, um, he it was said that his wife and a close friend of Trajan, which was uh, Lu- Lucius Sura, uh, and both of those folks really liked Hadrian. So when Trajan died, his widow claimed that he had nominated Hadrian as the emperor to immediately follow his death. Um, I believe that uh, they were childless, so that's why uh, hmm. they, they did that. So when they did that, all was well, but uh, the Senate and everyone, they approved him whenever you know they, they, they thought, okay, that'll be fine. That's what he wanted, so they gave it to him. But uh, he, he basically kind of changed everything, and you have to wonder you know, what history and what the conspiracies were there, if there were any as to what was going on because he kind of came and changed everything he energetically pursued uh, pursued his own imperial ideals and personal interest he visited almost every uh, providence um, and and basically what he did is he strengthened the borders and he he just kind of held tight to his own and he like rebuilt the infrastructure roads aqueducts all those kind of different things like that and all the, and the emperor before him was all about gaining more land and and more wealth and things like that and he kind of like stopped that and just strengthened his borders and tried to build the country within for some reason some of the uh, interior didn't like it and i believe that's why he was eventually ousted well even um, in the year 138 ad people didn't like changes no and it's always it's always hard to affect um, affect those sort of things. Well, the uh, last famous birthday is that of Sharon Tate, who was born in 1943 and she died in 1969. Died, died, uh, she was born on this date, as a matter of fact, in 1943. Sharon Tate. Yeah, that's uh, that was uh, that was probably one of America's most notable murders uh american actress and model obviously during the 1960s um 
August 9th, to see on August 9th, uh, Tate and four others were murdered, murdered by members of the Manson family. Oh yes, that was. Uh, and, and you know, there's been so much talk, and if you watch any documentaries and and, and, and you hear anything about it, uh, Sharon Tate is always a major topic of discussion when it comes to the uh, the Manson and the Manson family and the many many murders they committed in his name and for his ideas. Really, only one uh, famous death to um, uh, that occurred on this date, I should say, um, back in 1965. Uh, but it, um, we're talking about Winston Churchill, who was born in 1874, but died on this date in 1965. Winston Churchill. Mercy. Um, a, a rather influential leader, no doubt. Uh, he was a British statesman, a soldier, and a writer. He served as Prime Minister of the United Kingdom twice uh, and uh, during the Second World War and again from uh, 1951 to 1955. Um, so uh, he was a member of the Parliament. Uh, a lot of different things. Um, what is that? <laughs> I believe that's this phone right here. Oh, okay. But I don't know how to make it stop. <laughs> well... I guess um, oh. we. I tell you what. I just pushed a button, and I think we're going to bring somebody on the air. Oh boy! I uh, got carried away there. Good morning. You're on the air. Yes, sir. How you doing, Dave? Well, Don, I think we're doing fine. What's What's on your mind? I didn't know y'all moved station. Oh. Oh, well, okay. You've been asleep at the switch for a couple months. But we, yeah. yeah, we moved across the street. So, and we're still getting some of our systems uh, working uh, better, like uh, knowing when we get a call. <laughs> 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 but anyway, what's new on your front? Not much. Okay. I, I haven't heard from Scott for a while. How's he doing? Uh, Scott is, um, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, he's left our organization. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, you've been a while since you've been listening then. Yeah, because I've had that stroke. Sometimes I'm up early, sometimes I'm not. Well, are you feeling better now? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm eating better, too. I've gained, I've come from 196 to 200. I've gained four pounds. Well, that's, that's uh, I, you know, that's a good thing, I think. Yeah, because I lost from two four two forty five to one ninety six. Yeah. All right. Well, you found our phone number. Oh, I've never lost that. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Well, listen. Um, did you have something you wanted to add, or were you just saying hi today? I'm just saying hi to you and let you know I'm still here. Okay, Don. We've been thinking about you. I appreciate it, Dave. Okay. Y'all have a good day. Likewise. Bye-bye. Be safe and careful. Okay. We can. Bye-bye. All right. Um, let's see here. Let me um, – I'm still learning all our new equipment here. <laughs> um, let's see. What were we talking about? Uh, Winston Churchill. Oh, yes. Winston Churchill. Forgive me. Um, yeah. What a leader he was. But uh, he died on this date um, – what year did I say? Um, 1965. 
Yeah. All right. Well, um, let's see here. Uh, we mentioned early on uh, there's been another uh, shooting. Seven people were shot and killed yesterday. At uh, two separate locations at Half Moon Bay, which we said was just south of San Francisco. What, 20 miles was it? Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Making it the second mass shooting in the state in three days. Um, they say, no, I don't know. They say a 67-year-old male suspect is in custody. But this is very early in the story. I thought I had heard that the suspect had taken his own life. So I, I don't know. But we'll... We're certainly going to hear a lot more about this um, on CBS News at the top of the hour. And um, Pakistan, let's, let's, uh, let's talk about that uh, a little bit. Millions of Pakistanis were without electricity or Internet Monday for the second time in three months after an overnight cost-saving measure of planned temporary blackouts led to widespread outages. Power was said to be restored after 15 hours of being off, um, and it was restored late yesterday, Monday, their time, making it one of the nation's longest outages. The story goes on, government officials claimed an irregular voltage fluctuation occurred when operators were returning the system to normal levels after the overnight conservation. They go on, planned blackouts are common in the country. By the way, how many people in Pakistan? 220 million people. Whew where most homes, offices, and public institutions are equipped with backup, backup generators. Generators are far more um, common there in use. For decades, Pakistan has accumulated debt by subsidizing, subsidizing imported energy to residents at a loss, leaving few resources to invest in the maintenance of its complex grid. Hmm. Well, anyway, power has been restored. Um, let's see here. What's another? Um, Alex Murdaugh. Um, he's a former South Carolina lawyer. And uh, he's on trial. He's charged with the June 2021 double homicide of his wife and son. Hmm. Terrible. Murdaugh is accused of shooting his son Paul and his wife Maggie on June 7th. Again, the year was 2021. And it says near the dog kennels of their hunting estate, um, in Islandton, South Carolina. Prosecutors have suggested he killed his family to distract attention from his financial crime, crimes. Hmm. 
In 2019, Paul Murdaugh was accused of boating under the influence in a crash that killed a 19-year-old woman. The woman's family sued, and a hearing was set for June 10th of 2021. But three days before that date, Hmm. he, he killed his own family, or so they're saying. Ah, uh, well, what a mess. Murdaugh has pleaded not guilty. If convicted, he faces up uh, to life in prison without parole and at a minimum 30 years. He also faces about 100 additional criminal counts, including a fraudulent suicide attempt so his older son could collect $10 million in life insurance. Oh, my gosh. Among many other charges. So this guy, wow, um, obviously very troubled. Absolutely. Microsoft announced yesterday it's expanding its its partnership with OpenAL. Um, is that how it's said, OpenAL? I'm not sure. Or I'm not familiar o- with OpenAI. I don't know. Which is the startup behind the viral chat GPT chatbot? Yeah, it's AI. I think uh, they're referring to artificial intelligence. Ah, open artificial intelligence. Okay. Uh, This is a multi-year, multi-billion dollar investment. The specific financial terms of the deal were not disclosed, but reports say Microsoft is expected to invest about $10 billion in addition to the $3 billion it has already invested, um, which all began in 2019. Well, the investment will allow both companies to commercialize advanced artificial intelligence technologies and allow Microsoft to pursue a potential edge against competitor Google for the future of Internet search. Well, Hmm. so much of this stuff is... uh, just more advanced ways of tracking us, I guess. <laughs> I, I, I guess. And, um, have you ever been um, your identity compromised in some way? Um, if it has, I'm sure that uh, uh, they would probably want to give me money to take it back, to be honest with you. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I've... There, there have been little fishy things, but nothing really um, that I can say uh, definitely. You know, um, I've had a few fra- what I consider fraudulent things, but you know, I could be mistaken as well. Yeah, and um, well, I've had someone charge um, uh, on three occasions something to my bank account, which I don't know what they were or. Or the, the the name is unfamiliar, all that sort of thing, and the banks uh, work that all out and um, make it right. But um, I will say this: make sure you follow through with the paperwork. <laughs> I did that with a uh, 
fraudulent uh, charge and where I traveled so much I didn't make it home in time for the uh, they'd mailed a, a paper and wanted me to uh, mail it back to them and I didn't see it till months later or weeks later anyway and it was uh, way overdue and then all of a sudden my fraudulent claims were uh, denied at that particular point hmm. $74 cost me like $700 in the end Wow, that I don't remember charging <laughs> and I wasn't even in town when it got charged <laughs> Let's see here. If I understand it right, remember Nancy Sinatra is singing, These Boots Are Made For yep. Walking. Mm -hmm. Oddly, on the same day that uh, the patent for the, <laughs> the uh, rubber heel. Rubber heel. <laughs> anyway. Um, the irony, huh? <laughs> yeah. I, wonder, I wonder if there is any true correlation or if that just happens to be extreme coincidence i'd say coincidence but what do i know you know um let's see here the academy awards the nominations are going to be announced this morning in fact probably about an hour ago so um i guess later in the day we'll look them up um Man, um, the, let's see, the Australian Open. That is, uh, is that tennis? I, I would think so, yeah. Uh, open normally means... Or golf. Or golf, but it's a tennis tournament, yeah. yeah I thought so. I saw just um, in passing, I wasn't paying close attention, but that we have three Americans who are really exceptional in tennis right now. And uh, th three men. And uh, so I think that's what they're talking about. Hmm. Um, so let's, uh, let's see, it's 9.50. Let's, let's look at something else here. Um, from the New York Times this morning, um, there's a, sort of a headline. It says, unionization efforts have reached a new industry. So the story is entitled, Worker, Worker Activism. Tonight, tens of millions of Americans will wind down from a day of work or school with a leisure activity that did not exist a century ago. Video games. Mm -hmm. Until fairly recently, games were considered a niche hobby, typically associated with children. But the industry has grown widely in recent decades. About two-thirds of Americans, most of them adults, play video games here's something interesting dave not to really interrupt you but see i i i was on the verge of that video game revolution i when i was uh, about 12 13 was when the first atari remember the stick and button uh, video game was introduced and i never personally really i mean i i did the nintendo and a few other things but I have a nephew who's about 10 years younger than what I am, and he 
did get into it a little bit more, and he remained in it, and he has uh, uh, two sons uh, that are there in their early to uh, mid-20s at this particular point. And believe it or not, he and one of his sons make money video gaming. They get on video game sites, and when they are playing these video games, they get paid real money uh, for some of the accomplishments and helping develop some of the programs and stuff that they do. So uh, I was, was always getting on to him. You're, doing, you're wasting your time playing these video games, and now he's telling me he's making money in his spare time while doing it. <laughs> it is um, not uncommon for me uh, when I'm going out to dinner with somebody to um, uh, take out my phone and play with whoever I'm having a meal with a game com- competitively. Right. Um, that. That wasn't true four years ago, five years ago. No. I was at a basketball game recently. I think I mentioned this last week. And uh, the person in front of me was pa- playing Spider, <laughs> which is kind of like a, a form of solitaire. Right. <clears throat> um, most of the ball game. Um, it's, uh, we, you know, habits do change. Uh, pastime Time fillers do change. And, well, you know, if you're a non-gamer, you're probably wondering why we should care. Well, the writer of this article says his answer is that the game industry story is a universal one of a new business growing up and becoming a major cultural institution one that hundreds of millions of Americans regularly engage with. It is similar to the rise of the movie industry or football over the past century. They are now cornerstones of American life that started as niche forms of entertainment. And similar to the types of abuses and tragedies in uh, Hollywood or the NFL, Um, that reverberate beyond fans of movies and sports, the game industry has also faced accusations of brutal work conditions, discrimination, and harassment. Hmm. The conditions have prompted more workers to move to unionize. This month, Microsoft recognized its first union after video game testers organized Wow. Today's newsletter will look at how game developers are confronting problems that have entangled other companies, including Amazon, Starbucks, just as a few examples, as workers push to shape a relatively new industry. Okay, I'm I'm thinking on this. That's the programmers they're talking about, right? Well, game developers are not alone in this. And um, Joanna Westar, she's an expert on labor in the game industry at Western University in Ontario. And she says there's been a rise in worker activism across many different sectors. Hmm. Um, A common refrain in the video game industry is that no one goes into it for the money 
They could earn more doing similar jobs at other software companies, but instead, passion drives them to games. Hmm. Industry workers have accused employers of taking advantage of this devotion <laughs> to allow poor conditions to flourish. This is a quote from somebody. Um, let's see, Amanda Laven is her name. And it goes like this. The impact so many games have had on me, I want to be a part of giving that to someone else. She said that. She's a game tester at the company, Activision Blizzard. Corporate leadership, nowhere, no, we'd rather be here testing a video game than another place of, another piece of software so they can pay us way less. <laughs> Interesting. Well, among the more criticized practices of the industry is crunch. When employees are pushed to work 60 to 100 hours a week for up to several months to hit, miles, uh, hit a milestone on a project, um, well, Jason Schreier, a video game journalist, highlighted the issue in Time's opinion back in 2017. Think of that. Six years ago. While crunching one programmer working on the Elder Scrolls V, Skyrim in 2011 ended up at an emergency room three times because of severe stomach pain. After he stopped crunching, the pain disappeared. Uh, you know, these are there's some, some computer terms here they're using that I don't especially right. understand. But the point <clears throat> is, there's a lot of people testing these games. Listen to this. This is just, um, about two thirds of Americans, most of them adults, play video games, according to the statistics that I'm reading from an article in New York, the New York Times as well. It says that the video game was worth nearly two hundred billion dollars in 2021 more than music u.s book publishing and north american sports combined it employs hundreds of thousands of people in the u.s alone it says so i can see where if you've got that many people where maybe some of that stuff could start to happen well um i i enjoy it a little Am I simply um, glued to it? No. <laughs> um, Still nothing beats a, a good game of cards, that's for sure. <laughs> Real cards, not virtual cards. Folks, uh, we have a minute remaining, and, and we just want to remind you, there is weather en route. Um, sometime, um, um, as you heard Rodney say, uh ODOT's out there doing their thing, trying to um, pre-treat some highways um, so they'll be safe um, 24 hours from now. Um, right now, we're showing 33 degrees outside. It's going to climb to 43, and they say be mostly sunny today. But tomorrow, rain and snow. Rain and snow also on Thursday. So... Um, we're just going to have to uh, be alert, right? Absolutely.
And, um, folks, I hope you enjoyed the program today. In our 73rd Stay year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-A.